It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Want to know how your favorite players did on Friday night against the Miami Dolphins? Courtesy of Pro Football Focus, we've got snap counts and player grades for you today, as long as a wrap-up of Sunday's practice today on the Locked On Panthers podcast. But a but How's that for an intro? Yeah, real corny, I know. <laughs> Trying to spice things up a little bit, I guess, but uh, probably probably not the best there, but kind of trying to break the ice a little bit. But what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up here. It is Monday. Happy Monday, August 20th, 2018, halfway through the preseason. Two games down, two two to go, and about two weeks until the start of the regular season, September 9th, against the Dallas Cowboys. It's so close, we can smell it. Like I said, yes, we've got player grades and snap counts. We'll run through how Pro Football Focus saw the Dolph or excuse me, saw the Panthers on Friday night against the Dolphins, uh, both on offense and defense. And of course, throwing a little bit of special teamers in there because you know special teamers are people too. And we'll also do a little bit of a wrap-up on Sunday's practice, the first practice since Friday's game in prep, kind of in preparation for the dress rehearsal against the Patriots, but a little more starting for uh, week one preparation against the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Um, follow the, the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your listening pleasure. And, you know, rate, comment, all that good stuff if you enjoy the show. If you're new to the show, welcome. Hope you stay a while. Uh, a little bit about me for those of you who are new. I Like I said, I do some writing at PantersWire.com. A little bit of contributions there. Uh, also, BanglesWire.com, covering the Bengals. So, a little uh, multitasking there. I've had previous stops with uh, Bleacher Report, doing a little bit of NFL writing there. I also do some college basketball writing on the side, too. I do a little bit of bracketology posts and just covering the college season as well. So a little bit of everything there. Uh, we've also got a big announcement coming up later in the show and a special deal, which also involves a special deal for you locked-on listeners out there which involves some quality writing, so stay tuned for that. But let's jump into it and start with... First, we're going to talk about a little bit of roster notes, and then we'll get into some of the other stuff. So, you know, a small roster note over the weekend. The Panthers signed undrafted rookie tight end Jason Reese, recently waived by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So interesting, they're kind of plucking a little bit from both... or from the Buccaneers a little bit recently, um... Keontae Anderson was also had also spent time with the Buccaneers and was just picked up by the Panthers. Now we got Jason Reese, an undrafted tight end out of Missouri. They waived injured Fred Ross to make room for Reese. Ross, of course, had been dealing with an injury for the last couple weeks. 
has been battling injury really since coming into the league. So he's now on the market and another tight end coming in play, at least to get some reps. You figure, especially when we get to the fourth game of the preseason, you're obviously going to need bodies because you're not going to see Greg Olson a whole lot, if at all. I uh, can't imagine you're going to see Ian Thomas too much. I mean, you know, he is a rookie, but I think he's certainly solidified himself right now as the number two tight end that you may not need to see too much, but at least he doesn't have to play a whole lot uh, in week four. So really, this is probably just about getting bodies for that fourth preseason game against the Steelers, not necessarily for this coming week and, you know, just getting an, an extra camp body. So Reese in. Fred Ross out. So, real short roster notes there. Uh, and then let's talk real a little bit too about Sunday's practice. Again, we'll get, we'll we'll save uh, Friday stuff for later on in the show. But let's let's talk about the first practice, or at least some of the media observations from a Sunday's practice. Again, the first first uh, team practice since Friday's game. One of the big takeaways the big stories out of Sunday's practice is that Matt Khalil did not practice uh, he he sat out practice with an undisclosed ailment uh, Ron Rivera said quote we're just trying to take care of him and get him a little bit of rest unquote obviously Khalil struggled quite a bit on Friday night we saw you know the two the two sacks allowed Especially the one where he tried to cut block Robert Quinn and really couldn't finish him off. So Quinn was able to get up and just get right after Cam Newton. So overall, obviously, it wasn't a very good night for Khalil. So maybe a little rest will do him some good. But at least they did get a couple other offensive linemen back, which was nice. Uh, Trey Turner and Ryan Khalil got some snaps. Uh Larson returned. Tyler Larson had that elbow injury. He returned to practice, as did Brandon Mahon, who suffered the calf injury on Friday night against the Dolphins. So they were all back, which was nice. Um, they also played around a little bit with the with the offensive line of practice. You had you had a moment where Tyler Larson was in its center, Mahon and Van Roten were at guard, and. Moten and Blaine Clussell were the tackles. Taylor Moten actually got some left tackle snaps with Matt Khalil sitting out. So I found that uh, very interesting. So, you know, really good for his case, too. Um, so hopefully that allows Moten to develop into more of a swing tackle and give him some some comfort at left tackle. And then Clussell, this, this pretty much tells you that Clussell is kind of the number three tight end that that backup swing tackle that, uh, that at this point Carolina could really need with obviously the injury to Daryl Williams and the struggle, the continued struggles of Matt Khalil. So Clausel getting in there and just, you know, continuing to build, obviously Amini Silatolu still battling that injury. Again, the status for week one is up in the air. So still trying to, Play, allow, play around a little bit. Uh, Jonathan Searles, I believe, also got some work in on Sunday. So still trying to kind of mix and match a little bit 
with uh, with all these injuries. Uh, and, and speaking of Moten, he was he was asked about getting the left tackle reps. He said, "quote I just look at it as an opportunity. Right now, if the team needs me at left tackle, that's where I'll play, and I'll do it to the best of my ability." Unquote. A uh, couple other notes: Andre Smith still out with that hamstring injury that he suffered against the Bills. But uh, Ron Rivera talked about talked about the linebackers since they actually also got a linebacker back on Sunday, and that was Ben Jacobs, who returned from uh, his groin injury that he suffered back on August 3rd at, uh, at FanFest. And Ron Rivera said about the linebackers, he said, I like this linebacker class. It's a very good one. I like what these guys have brought to the table, a bunch of young guys really competing. It's going to be tough. We've got a good group of guys, and we've got 10 guys you really like. There are going to be some tough decisions. And, of course, credit here to, uh, you know, the staff at Panthers.com kind of whipping up this report that we're going off of a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, you, you see the, you know, and, and let's talk about that for a, a second, too, the, the linebacker group. We know there's definitely a lot of good guys here. We know, of course, that they drafted two linebackers back in April, Jermaine Carter and Andre Smith. Uh, Chris Frey has been playing pretty well as an undrafted free agent. Uh, David Mayo, obviously, in there. Jared's, Jared Norris. Richie Brown has gotten some time a little bit. So there's a lot of guys here. And probably not so much this this week being the dress rehearsal, but next week in the preseason finale is really some of the big, really the big opportunity for a lot of these linebackers, because yeah, you're, you're going to have some tough decisions because you have about you have ten guys in right now, probably going to cut down to seven, and obviously you have your top three in Shaq, Keekley, and Davis, and Mayo is pretty much a lock, so that's four. But you've you've got some got some spots there. I have to imagine Jermaine Carter is going to be in there. That that'll be five. Um, Ben Jacobs possibly is six, so you know if, if you want to, you know even if you save Ben Jacobs, I think you're probably talking five guys for probably two spots uh, on the final roster. So yeah, a, a lot of tough decisions are going to be made. We'll we'll see what happens, um, but it it should be interesting. But yeah, again, definitely good to get. Ben Jacobs back out there. Uh, and then of course, a couple more quick notes. Denoris Searcy is still in the concussion protocol, but he was on the exercise bike on Sunday, so that's obviously a good a good sign. And uh, Cole Luke also missed practice with an undisclosed injury. So those are just kind of a couple notes from Sunday's practice as as the team was back on the field. So again, good to get a lot of these injured guys back, but obviously some guys still kind of banged up. So that, that'll wrap it up for Sunday's notes. We'll talk about Friday's game a little bit more, talk about pro football focus, go through snap counts and go through some player grades. We'll get in, get into that in a little bit, find out how some of your players did. But first we've got a great offer, a big offer for you locked on listeners out there. You guys are 
I'm sure a lot of you are fans of The Athletic, or you guys have at least heard of The Athletic. Well, we've got a great offer for you guys. We have a special opportunity here for you guys to save 40% off a first-year subscription. So you could pay just $2.99 a month for all the great work at The Athletic. And obviously, we know The Athletic has turned into a, a great a great journalism site. Um, no ads, no pop-ups, no autoplay videos. Instead, you get authentic, in-depth coverage written by journalists who know their teams inside and out. And by the way, I mentioned uh, a big announcement in terms of writers. For those of you that have followed the Charlotte Observer, Joe Person, formerly the Charlotte Observer, he is now headed to The Athletic to cover the Carolina Panthers. So if you guys are fans of his work, go follow him on The Athletic and use this link, theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers. Again, that's theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers, and you can use it. It's good for 40% off your first-year subscription, so that would work out to just $2.99 a month. So that's big time for if you guys want to follow uh, Joe Person and all, all his great work. A lot of other announcements for other teams came out today, uh, but specifically for the Panthers, Joe Person moving on to the Athletic to be the head writer for the Carolina Panthers. So again, that's theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers to save 40% off your first year subscription. So go do that right now. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's talk about Pro Football Focus. Obviously, uh, Pro Football Focus doing a lot, been doing a lot of great work counting snap counts and grades and all that stuff. So we're going to go through some of the, the snap counts and some of the top guys on offense and defense. We'll start on offense. Uh, the most snaps played on Friday night was actually by Kyle Friend, the offensive, uh, the, the center, played 37 snaps on Monday night, or Friday night, excuse me. Uh, then before he got injured, Brendan Mahon actually played 36, 36 snaps, as did tight end Ian Thomas, and they they turned out to be the only three players to play more than 30 snaps, because then Four players each played 27 snaps. That was Greg Van Roten, Matt Khalil, DJ Moore, and Taylor Moten. Obviously, DJ Moore got some work in with the first teams, was in there very early. Uh, second play of the game, actually. He was out there with the ones. Uh, and then the rest of the player, we'll just run through as well the rest of the players that got at least 20 snaps. Uh, Taylor Heineke and Devin Funches each, and Cam Newton all played 24 snaps. Evan Bayless and Curtis Samuel each had 22 Blaine Clausell, Taylor Hearn, and Dorian Johnson each played 21. Uh, Dorian Johnson, you know, they tried to look at him at, uh, at tackle a little bit after the ones went out, 
and he didn't fare very well. So it kind of showed that after Clausel, the depth at the offensive line is getting very, very thin very quick, especially after all these injuries. Uh, but he played 21 snaps, and then Alex Arma had 20 snaps. Even got a couple of carries, a couple of touches on Friday night, something obviously he really didn't get a whole lot of last season. So starting to work him in a little more in the offense. Uh, in terms of player grades, because I know some of you guys out there may not have access to this right now, so we'll run through some of the top grades. Um, overall, the highest graded Panther on offense on Friday night was actually Taylor Moten, graded out with an 86 from PFF. Uh, his pass blocking grade was an 81.9, which was actually fourth best behind Brendan Mahon, Trey Turner, and Jeremiah Searles. And then his run blocking grade was an 88.2, which was a big gap between him and the second highest run blocking grade, which was Dorian Johnson at 75.2. So real good to see Moten playing well. Uh, so this is two weeks now that he's got gotten some good grades. You, you have to have confidence in him now. It, it's you know obviously it, it sucked losing Darrell Williams, but the fact that Taylor Moten has been able to step right in and perform well has to alleviate some of the pain right now of losing Darrell Williams. And obviously, if and when Darrell Williams comes back, we'll see what they do with Moten. Maybe they kick him inside to left guard. Who knows? Uh, second highest grade, and actually the only other player that graded above an 80 overall, was Kenyon Barner, 81.1. Um, his grades on pass blocking and run were in the mid-70s, so not terrible. Uh, you figure probably his special teamers kind of bumped that grade up a little bit. But um, again, oh, nonetheless, a solid grade. Again, the only other player to get at least an 80, because then the third highest grade was a 77.9 from Demir Bird. Got a 75.4 in pass blocking, or in, uh, in the passing game, excuse me, and a 61.3 in run blocking. And then the rest of the top five, C.J. Anderson got a 74.4. And Jeremiah Searles had a 73.6. And then four more players graded at least with a 70 on Friday. That was Curtis Samuel with a 73.3. Ian Thomas, 72.9. Jamal Jones, the wide receiver, 72.2. And Dorian Johnson at 71.1. Taylor Heineke at a 69.6 rounded out the top 10. Uh, by the way, Cam Newton graded at just a 44.4, which ranked 37th among all Panthers. Uh, certainly that interception didn't do him any favors, hurting his grade a little bit. Uh, Greg Olson, 54.5. Uh, a couple other notables, Torrey Smith had a 69.4. Christian McCaffrey had a 63.4, Devin Funches 61.8, uh, Trey Turner 58.1, Ryan Khalil 56.2, but that was in just 12 snaps. Same with uh, Trey Turner, also 12 snaps. 
So, you know, again, this is it's a neat little exercise to kind of see how PFF has been grading these players. Obviously, these grades aren't the gospel, and it is only preseason, but at least it gives you an idea, at least for the the l- lower end of the roster guys, who's kind of stepping up and who's trying to make their case for uh, for this offense. But, again, it, it is very comforting to know that Taylor Moten stepping in for Darrell Williams was the highest graded player among offensive players. Take a quick break. Talk about the defensive players and how well they did, at least overall. Again, reminder, athletic.com slash locked on Panthers save you 40% off your first year's subscription. So you can get it for just $2.99 a month and it'll allow you to follow Joe Person, the newest member of The Athletic, the new writer of the Carolina Panthers for The Athletic. So again, theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's switch gears now to defense and run through some snap counts first. So the most snaps were played by Corn Elder. The slot cornerback played 34 snaps. And I thought he he played pretty well. In fact, he was actually the highest graded defensive player for the Panthers at 90.9. The PFF was actually very impressed by his coverage ability. He graded him at a 90.8 in coverage. Gave him a 77 in tackling, 69.7 in run defense, but just a 57.3 in, uh, in pass rush. But still, 90, 90.9, excellent grade for Corn Elder in 34 snaps. Zach Moore, the defensive end, uh, was the second highest grade. Actually, I still have the grades up. Let's go back to the snaps. Uh, Rashawn Galden played 30 snaps, second most on Friday night. Obviously, that was helped by the fact that he came in in, in replacement of Denor Searcy, who, of course, went out early with the, or at least being tested for the concussion. So Galden got some extra reps in with the ones to kind of beef up his snap count. So he ended up with 30 snaps. Then it was Desmond Southward with 29 snaps. Deshaun Hall played 28. And then Luke Keekley, Dante Jackson, and James Bradbury all played 26. Uh, as did Mike Adams as well. Obviously, a lot of starters, because we know a bunch of the starters played pretty well into the the second quarter. Then you had Lorenzo Doss and Tracy Sprinkle each played 25 snaps, and that rounded out your top 10. And then uh, a host of others 
about 10 or so more players played at least 20 snaps. Uh, Jared Norris and David Mayo each played 24. Jermaine Carter, 23. Kevon Seymour, 22. Zach Moore, 22. Colin Jones, 22. Captain Munderland, 22. And then Demetrius Cox, Brian Cox, Ladarius Gunter, and Marquise Haynes each played 20 snaps. Grade-wise, like I said, Corn Elder was the highest-graded defensive player at 90.9. Then it was Zach Moore with an 82.7. Captain Munnerlin with an 81.6. Thomas Davis at 79.9. Luke Keekley at an even 79. Kevon Seymour, 75.9. Tracy Sprinkle, 75.3. Shaq Thompson, 75.2. Dontari Poe, 74.8, and Vernon Butler, 73.5. That was your top 10. And then the rest of the players that graded out with at least a 70, F.A. Obata, who had a, had a pretty good game, 72.9. Deshaun Hall, 72.7. Richie Brown, 72.6. Jermaine Carter, 72.2. And Marquise Haynes, 71.1. Uh Quick note on F.A. Obata. Uh, like, like I said, I thought he played well on Friday night. But because of that exemption rule that the Panthers have with him, it could be tough for him to make the roster because they could, they know they can basically stash him on the practice squad because it's basically a free slot. Remember, Obata is part of the this international program that the NFL has, trying to get players from other countries onto NFL rosters. Last year, they did it with the NFC South, where they allowed each team to basically have a free practice squad spot for these players. This year, they've expanded it to the AFC North. So that's eight teams from the NFC South and the AFC North that will basically have a free practice squad spot for an international player. So again, this is kind of the second year for Obada, but again, I thought he, thought he played pretty well, got in there. On a couple tackles, moved around well, so it'll be interesting to see with him going forward, but likely he's going to end up on the practice squad again. But so overall, obviously, a couple players like Cornelder, like Taylor Moten, definitely sticking out. Uh, the starters, pretty up there in terms of grade. So again, a lot of positives, but. You know, certainly some negatives that we had to take away from Friday. Again, the big one being, or two of the biggest ones being uh, the Matt Khalil struggles and the Cam Newton interception. But certainly these are things, at least the interceptions, are things that could be fixable. Matt Khalil struggles, you know, hopefully can continue to coach him up. But at this point, I mean, Khalil could just be who he is, so... Hopefully going up against the Patriots, who have de developed a good pass rush, uh, will give Khalil a little more confidence. You know, we'll see how soon he gets back to practice and how much he'll he'll play on Friday. You have to imagine he's going to be there a while, because even after some of the starters at the offensive line went out, Khalil was still out there later in the second quarter. But again, overall, I thought. Like I said, I thought Carolina played pretty well, and some of these grades for some of these players kind of further that point. So that'll do it. Uh, that was you know, a good look at 
who's been playing high snap counts this week and who PFF thought looked pretty good. Uh, again, another reminder, go to theathletic.com slash LockedOnPanthers to get 40% off your first-year subscription to The Athletic. And again, remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a good rest of your Monday. We'll see you next time right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.